Section 4 of the Watergate Report, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Senate Select Committee on Presidential Campaign Activities, Volume 3. Chapter 6. The 1972 Presidential Campaign of Senator Hubert H. Humphrey, Part 4. 4. Contribution from Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company. A. Summary. Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, 3M, maintained a secret cash fund for making political contributions, one source of which was a European consultant who billed 3M for services not rendered. The consultant, by previous arrangement, initiated by top executives of 3M, then remitted to 3M his receipts from these billings. In February of 1972, a Humphrey fundraiser solicited a contribution from an official of 3M. The decision to provide financial assistance was deferred until April of 1972, when 10 3M officers each bought a $100 ticket to a Humphrey fundraising affair. The 10 individuals were subsequently reimbursed from 3M's secret fund. B. The Contribution for many years, the executives of Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company maintained a fund for making political contributions. Mr. Harry Heltzer became chairman and chief executive officer of 3M in 1970. At about that time, he became aware of the existence of this fund, although he did not learn precisely the mechanics of how corporate money was channeled to it. Wilbur Bennett, director of civic affairs for 3M, explained that an agreement was reached with a European consultant, whereby the consultant would submit false invoices to 3M for services when actually no services had been rendered. The consultant was paid by 3M, and the item was accounted for as an ordinary business expense. The consultant returned the payments to 3M in the form of cash, which was kept under the control of 3M executives. Specifically, it was maintained in the custody of Mr. Irwin Hansen, 3M's Director of Finance. The established procedure for release of contributions from this fund was that the Chief Executive Officer would give his authorization on contributions recommended to him, and this would be presented to Hansen, who would then provide the authorized amount of cash. In February of 1972, the Humphrey for President campaign solicited a contribution from Jerome Schaller, the Manager of Governmental Relations in 3M's Washington, D.C. office, for a fundraising dinner to be held in Florida. However, in a letter to Patrick J. O'Connor, a Humphrey fundraiser, dated February 24, 1972, Schaller declined the request, stating that his 3M colleagues felt that a similar affair on behalf of Senator Humphrey would be held soon in Minnesota, and that they expected to be asked to contribute substantially at that time. An informal $100 per person affair for Senator Humphrey was scheduled at the Radisson South in Minnesota on April 13, 1972. Thereupon, Schaller wrote a memorandum to D.O. Opstad and W.M. Bennett, dated March 16, 1972, to suggest that 10 people in 3M contribute to the dinner. Schaller further advised that the price makes the donation non-reportable. Opstad referred the memorandum to Mr. Bennett with the notation that Humphrey seems to be well-financed, but we may find it politic to support the Minneapolis affair. Mr. Helser told the committee during interview that, 
although he does not recall seeing the march sixteenth nineteen seventy two memorandum from schaller he does recall that bennett informed him orally of the memorandum upon approval of the contribution schaller wrote a memorandum to opstadt and bennett dated april seventh nineteen seventy two to advise that the checks for the humphrey fundraising dinner were to be made out to the humphrey dinner committee bennett subsequently collected one hundred dollar checks from ten different three m corporate officers each of whom attended the dinner and was reimbursed for the expenditure in cash from the secret fund in hansen's custody the contributors had the understanding that the money had come from a company executive fund bennett does not remember the names of the individuals who made the one hundred dollar contributions however he is certain that he helser and schaller were not among the ten bennett is uncertain in his recollection of the delivery of the one thousand dollars to the comfrey dinner committee bennett indicated to the committee during interview that the ten one hundred dollar checks were given to an individual whose identity bennett does not remember who was handling the tickets for the humphrey fundraising dinner bennett gave the committee no indication that anyone in the humphrey campaign was aware of the corporate source of this contribution on october seventeenth nineteen seventy three the three m corporation and mr helzer entered pleas of guilty to misdemeanor violations of the federal corrupt practices act relating to the making of similar contributions to fcrp the basis of the charge was contributions which had been made from the secret corporate fund to the committee to re-elect the president the corporation was fined three thousand dollars and helzer was fined five hundred dollars five contribution of fifty thousand dollars by john l loeb senior a summary in may of nineteen seventy two in an effort to generate additional funds for the california primary senator hubert h humphrey met in new york city with mr john l loeb senior senior partner of loeb roads and company investment brokers senator humphrey personally solicited a contribution from loeb and loeb agreed to give fifty thousand dollars senator humphrey's campaign manager jack l chestnut spoke with loeb to explain the financial condition of the campaign and according to loeb's attorneys they discussed mechanics of the contributions on the following day chestnut called loeb's secretary arthur griffiths to give him a list of committees for the contributions pursuant to a conference with loeb griffiths then asked some office employees of loeb roads and company if they were willing to contribute to humphrey and to be reimbursed for such by loeb seven persons each wrote two personal checks in the amount of three thousand dollars each and one person wrote a check in the amount of six thousand dollars all payable to humphrey campaign committees for a total of forty eight thousand dollars griffiths transferred corresponding amounts from loeb's account to the bank accounts of each of these persons and in addition loeb added two thousand dollars in cash to make a total package of fifty thousand dollars this was handed to c bruce solomonson senator humphrey's son-in-law who delivered it to the humphrey campaign comptroller paul thatcher the next humphrey campaign committee report to the general accounting office on may twenty fourth nineteen seventy two listed these contributions as being made by the respective payers on the checks but the two thousand dollars in cash was not reported until june tenth after the transaction had been called into question by g a o after some reports by the news media and inquiry by g a o letters were sent by mr and mrs loeb to each of the recipient campaign committees advising that the loebs were the true donors 
thatcher then notified gao that the committee report should be amended to show mr and mrs loeb as the true donors each in the amount of twenty four thousand dollars on april seventh nineteen seventy two a new federal election law had become effective making it illegal for any person to make a contribution in the name of another or to accept a contribution by one person in the name of another on may thirty first nineteen seventy three Mr. Loeb entered a plea of nolo contendere to violations of this election law, Section 440 of Title II, United States Code, and was fined $1,000 on each of three counts. B. Senator Humphrey meets with Loeb. The solicitation. On May 10, 1972, Senator Humphrey met with Mr. John L. Loeb, Sr. in New York City, for the purpose of soliciting financial assistance for the senator's presidential campaign according to paul thatcher the campaign comptroller several days before the meeting someone on the campaign finance committee suggested to him that he set up a meeting between humphrey and loeb who had been a supporter of humphrey for many years thatcher said he called loeb and spoke directly with him to make the appointment since senator humphrey's schedule anticipated that he would be in new york city on may tenth the meeting was fixed for that time although as discussed in section one above senator humphrey declined to be interviewed when requested by the select committee the staff had access to a report of an interview with him by the fbi on may seventeenth nineteen seventy three contrary to thatcher's account the senator advised the fbi that he contacted john loeb asked him to meet him in new york city fixed the day for may tenth and then met with Loeb on that date in the Waldorf Astoria. Senator Humphrey spoke with Loeb alone, and told Loeb he would be grateful for financial assistance. Loeb said he would be of help, but, according to Senator Humphrey, no details were mentioned. It was understood that Jack L. Chestnut, Senator Humphrey's campaign manager, would talk with Loeb. In an unsworn staff interview on October 18, 1973, chestnut stated that he was in the company of senator humphrey with several other persons in new york city on may tenth nineteen seventy two the group was in new york city for campaign purposes senator humphrey told chestnut that they would meet with loeb the group which included c bruce solomonson senator humphrey's son-in-law and max campelman a humphrey campaign adviser went to a hotel suite which chestnut thought was mr andres where senator humphrey talked with loeb According to Chestnut, he and Solomonson were in a different room when Humphrey talked with Loeb, after which Senator Humphrey called on him to explain the financial condition of the campaign to Loeb. Chestnut told Loeb an immediate donation was needed, whereupon Loeb said he would arrange for $50,000 to be picked up tomorrow. Although Chestnut said there was no discussion of how the $50,000 would be accumulated, Loeb's attorneys averred that Senator Humphrey suggested Loeb speak with Chestnut with respect to the mechanics of the contributions to be made, and that Mr. Loeb did so. Furthermore, at the time of Loeb's sentencing, his attorneys complained to the court that at Loeb's meeting with Senator Humphrey and Chestnut, no one called the existence of Section 440 to Mr. Loeb's attention, or raised any question as to the procedure which Mr. Loeb used. An FBI report of an interview with Loeb on May 8, 1973, reflects that Loeb said that in meeting with Senator Humphrey on May 10, 1972, he agreed to be responsible for a $50,000 contribution 
to assist humphrey in the california primary loeb said he desired anonymity because he did not want to be known publicly as a wealthy donor although chestnut and campelman were in the waldorf astoria suite at the time of loeb's conversation with humphrey they were not privy to the conversation when loeb asked humphrey how shall i go about this humphrey said the matter should be discussed with chestnut loeb then asked chestnut to contact his secretary arthur griffiths soon after the meeting chestnut notified thatcher that loeb would give fifty thousand dollars which should be picked up the next day in loeb's office c assembling the contribution the next day may eleventh loeb asked griffiths to find some office employees who would be willing to make a contribution to humphrey loeb said the device of making his contributions through employee intermediaries was his own idea also during this day chestnut called griffiths and told him loeb suggested he call and that griffiths should make arrangements for fifty thousand dollars to be given to humphrey chestnut gave griffiths a list of the committees to receive the contributions and the two discussed the sum to be given by each contributor griffiths contacted various persons to inquire if they were willing to contribute to humphrey and indicated to them that they would be reimbursed several persons expressed a disinclination to contribute griffiths accumulated fourteen checks for three thousand dollars each and one check for six thousand dollars for a total of forty eight thousand dollars from eight individuals two thousand dollars in cash was added by mr loeb to make a grand total of fifty thousand dollars griffiths arranged for the transfer of funds from loeb's account to the accounts of the individual donors to reimburse them in full for the checks they had written d delivery and receipt of contribution reports to gao solomonson picked up the contribution from loeb on may twelfth and delivered it to thatcher in washington d c upon opening the package thatcher found the checks and the two thousand dollars in cash thatcher thought it was completely reasonable that loeb had raised these funds by soliciting other persons the two thousand dollars in cash was given to joseph cole to open a new account in california the checks were given to staff for routine handling on may twenty fourth nineteen seventy two the humphrey committees filed a report of receipts and expenditures to the general accounting office as a required pre-california primary report the forty eight thousand dollar contributions by check were listed in the report but not the cash curiosity of the news media was aroused because of bank addresses shown for the donors and gao initiated inquiries loeb spoke with counsel on may thirty first and was advised of the provisions of the new law on june first mr and mrs loeb wrote to each of the recipient committees to advise them that they were the true donors the next day thatcher filed an amended report with gao to reflect the loeb's as the true donors each in the amount of twenty four thousand dollars the two thousand dollar contribution of cash was not reported to gao until june tenth nineteen seventy two e thatcher's nineteen seventy three conversation with humphrey thatcher has stated that sometime in nineteen seventy three he met senator humphrey on an airplane and told the senator he was concerned and upset because loeb's lawyers were advising loeb to fight the charges when they knew there was a clear case against him senator humphrey was concerned because loeb was a friend of his and was having difficulty due to a contribution to the senator thatcher does not know whether senator humphrey took any action after hearing thatcher's view that loeb should plead guilty f 
loeb's prosecution loeb was prosecuted for violations of the election law which went into effect on april seventh nineteen seventy two which makes it a crime to make a contribution in the name of another person on may thirty first nineteen seventy three he entered a plea of nolo contendere to violations of section four forty title two united states code and was fined one thousand dollars on each of three counts he stated to the court that he had no knowledge of the enactment of the new law g status of the matter the federal election campaign act of nineteen seventy one made it mandatory for every political committee to report the name of every contributor of more than one hundred dollars and made it unlawful to knowingly receive a contribution made by one person in the name of another loeb's attorneys averred in court that senator humphrey suggested loeb speak with chestnut with respect to the mechanics of the contribution and that when loeb agreed to give fifty thousand dollars no one called the existence of the new law to mr loeb's attention or raised any question as to the procedure chestnut spoke with loeb the next day chestnut called loeb's secretary to furnish the names of committees which would receive the donations and discussed with the secretary the sums to be given by contributors the question may arise whether it would be reasonable for chestnut to expect loeb to accumulate the grand total of fifty thousand dollars from so many donors in just one day when called to testify under oath chestnut invoked the fifth amendment and senator humphrey's office has not complied with a committee request for records relating to loeb end of section four